Don't you know that not listening to the Shenmue AM2 podcast is way uncool? Welcome back to another episode of the Shenmue AM2 podcast. We're your hosts, Andrew and Matt. And we're here for another episode. We took a little bit of a break. We both did some renovations on our houses. Um, but we're here. And through the magic of the internet, we're going to record two of these tonight. So <laughs> there won't be any extended break. A um, little bit of Shenmue news, I guess. Um, Pete Campbell has taken over the Shenmue Dojo. Um, by force, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hostile um, takeover. He bought all the shares. <laughs> he, uh, he was offered it. Um, the fellow that was doing it um, couldn't necessarily devote all the time that he wanted to to it. Uh, so he put it in, I think, the most capable hands possible for the guy for the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so congrats to Pete for that. So the Shenmue Lounge is going away? The Shenmue Lounge is closed down. Aw, I um, that neon sign. Anyone that stuck around for the very, very end, uh, there's a nice little video clip at the very, very, very end of that video. So if you do watch it, it is archived on YouTube. Um, stick around till the very, 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 very end. Uh, it was quite, uh, quite a little touching piece. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Um, what else do we have? Oh, before we go any further, um, I sometimes I watch you when you're not looking, Matt. Me? Yeah. Um, I was waiting to pick up my wife today, mm-hmm. and I saw you run through a crosswalk when you had a do not walk sign. No, I didn't. I, it may I be, maybe it was flashing like it was... Like... I don't know if <laughs> I can, in good conscience, work with such a hardened criminal. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the thing where it flashes and it's counting down. It was red, but it was flashing. Like... I can assure you it was not flashing. He slid across the hood of a car like the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> Minus the, you know, uh, moon shining and racism. And, uh, yeah. He, uh, I don't know if we can... I don't feel this is a safe environment anymore. Well, I'm sorry that you're <laughs> in a criminal's house. Are criminals allowed to play Shenmue? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's all that matters. Um, another thing, too. In one of our previous episodes, I had mentioned... Or you had mentioned, I should say, that you don't think Shenmue will come out in 2018. Yeah. And I didn't necessarily disagree with you, but I hoped it would come out in 2018. Mm. I'm reneging on that. 100%. You no longer hope it comes out in 2018? I won a trip uh, to the Canadian National Settlers of Catan Championships. (laughs) I qualified. I won a tournament. And you're just a casual player, right? And I... Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm real good. Oh, okay. I trade wheat for sheep. <laughs> I know what's up. I know the benefits of a brick port. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> don't get any of those references? I don't get these references. Um, anyways, so I want a trip. It's to, uh, to my understanding, Fan Expo is, is hosting the tournament, mm-hmm. or it's being hosted at Fan Expo. So I'm going to get to go to that, I think, which will be pretty cool. But it pooches me for vacation. So if this game comes out in 2018, I'm not going to be able to take time off from work oh, to play it. Well, I mean, I could break your knee or something. <laughs> yeah. I could have an accident in air quotes here. <laughs> um, yeah, so it early 2019, like January 2nd, 100% good with that. Okay. 
I just, I, I, my vacation is now allotted for. Uh, well, so uh, when you go to the fan expo, you better be sure to wear your uh, Shenmue gear and then see if anybody points it out, which I bet they I won't. I don't have Shenmue gear that fits me. Maybe that's motivation. I got to get into the, to the, uh, into shape. Yeah. At least, and at least put a bandaid on your cheek. <laughs> yeah. Then people will just be like, what's your favorite Nelly album? Is it sweat or is it suit? Yeah. And then I'll be like, yeah, yeah. Oh, and people won't know what's going on and it'll just, yeah. Good times. Good times. <laughs> so this episode, uh, Matt and I are going to do our Dirty Dozen Top 12 Games of All Time. Um, We both really like Shenmue, and Shenmue 1 and 2 is in both of our lists. I'm assuming it's in yours. Yeah. Um, But it's where is it in the list? Um, It's interesting. I don't know Matt's. Matt doesn't know mine. All we decided was we were going to do a top 10, but I figured probably it would be in both games would be in our top 10. Mm. So we decided to do a top 12. So then if it isn't necessarily number one, we get to do 10 other games each. And uh, we're not saying these are the best games of all time. Uh, you might not agree with our list. Um, I probably won't agree with Matt's. You won't agree with mine. You know, a week from now, I might not agree with my own. <laughs> but that is what we're here to do today. Um, so, yeah, we were going to do top ten, but then we're like, well, is Shenmue 1 and 2 going to take up two spots on that? And then Andrew's like, let's just make it a dozen then. And, then. and then and then I started making my list, and I realized a lot of my favorites are, like, series of two. Like, they're so close that I, like, like Shenmue 1 and 2. Like, I like them almost as much as each other, so I combined them. <laughs> so No, 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 no. <laughs> but I've got... So, I've got one, two, three. I've got at least three others that are combined like that too. I can't. I couldn't decide. And instead of like putting two titles from that series, like that, take up like six slots on my thing. Like he, he copped out is what he's saying. <sighs> it's hard. It is hard. Um, I'll allow it because you know what? I could have done the same thing. I chose <laughs> not to because I'm a real man. <laughs> <laughs> Milk's perfect for a schoolboy like you. <laughs> okay, well, I can split them up if you want, but my 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 no 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 my list will get more, uh, less interesting because there will be less titles on it. No no, we'll we'll <laughs> leave it as is because you know what, I was gonna do the exact same thing, <laughs> and now that you did it, I am gonna do it. Okay, I'm gonna modify my list. All right, <laughs> um, let's rock paper scissors see who goes first. Okay, we both pick scissors. I picked rock, he picked paper. <laughs> okay. Are we starting at the the, the, the lowest? No, yeah, number 12. Okay, number 12 in my favorite games of all time, as of March 28th, 2018, 6.50 p.m. <laughs> Atlantic Standard Time. <laughs> it could change five minutes from now. Um, number 12 is Fatal Frame 2 Crimson Blu- Butterfly. Have you ever heard of that or played it? I have not played it. I have heard of it. Uh, I know a lot of people really love the Fatal Frame series. I have not played any of them. I've really only played this one in a bit of three, but uh, I'm I don't love horror games usually. Uh, I, I can play them. I don't like being scared in a video game usually, but this game terrified the crap out of me, and I still played it and loved it. I think it was just the the setting. Uh, it, it's um, you play as a character who goes, who gets like transported into the past, almost a, a past ghostly version of a Japanese uh, like village, 
So, you know, it's like bamboo, or not bamboo, but, you know, wooden houses everywhere and sliding doors and stuff. And there's just ghosts all over the place and you have to take their picture with the camera to defeat them. It's so spooky and the atmosphere is really great. And, uh, yeah, I just love that game. Despite not being a huge horror game. But what console was it on? It was on a few. I played it on Xbox, the original Xbox, I think. I think it was also on uh, PlayStation. Uh, my... Yep. My number 12 is a game that was released on multiple consoles, and people really kind of elevate it on two specific platforms. Uh, It's Resident Evil 4 um, for the Wii, the Wii edition. Um, It has all the bonus content, and it has those pointer controls, which take that game to 11. Um, Not 11 spot, just 11 on the dial. Um, That game is so, so, so good. It, a lot of people think it kind of pushed the franchise in the wrong direction, mm-hmm. and I think it was the genesis of pushing it in the wrong direction, with how 5 and 6 turned out, mm-hmm. but my god, 4 is good. I watched my brother play a lot of it, and uh, just, Leon! She, she annoyed me. <laughs> she, is a, she is quite annoying, but the village scene at the start, playing the mercenaries mode... Mm-hmm. The Ada Wong side stories. Plus, it's got QTEs. <laughs> it does have QTEs. What are you buying? Oh, yeah, that guy. Ah, stranger. <laughs> it deserves points just for that guy. The points for that guy. Uh, the other version that people really like is the PC version, because I think you can point and click or something. Hmm. Um, it's been out on everything, uh, but the Wii is the way to play it. You can play it on your Wii U. Just all-around fantastic game. I think my favorite Resident Evil game is Code Veronica. There's none of them on my list, but I like Code Veronica. Code Veronica was on is probably my other favorite. Mm. Um, I really like two. Uh, I've played through all of them except for six. Yeah, and uh, and I haven't played seven yet either. Mm. I have both of them. Mm. Uh, what's next on yours? Number 11 is a combined spot. Uh, I couldn't decide. I didn't want this series to take up two spots on my list, and these games are so similar to me that I just wanted to combine them. So Mass Effect 2 and 3. Have you played those at all? I have not played any of oh, them. I goodness. have one or I have one or two of them. Um, I have one on the Wii U, I think, whichever one was, that one was. Three. Yeah. I haven't played it. Um, it's a very good RPG. I love RPGs. I love being able to create my character and uh, make decisions, especially when there's like good and evil decisions. Evil all the way. <laughs> uh, That's why he jaywalks people. Yep. <laughs> um whenever uh i mean it's like it's like a completely new sci-fi star wars-esque universe and uh yeah you don't get many like thought out uh world building uh series like that that often no that stick around and have a lot of deep history correct me if i'm wrong this had a scenario where you could kind of keep going with your save file yeah one, two, and three. You, know, you always played Commander Shepard, so it it it, uh, it made good on the Shenmue dream. <laughs> now you said Mass Effect just two and three. Two and three, because they they really upped the uh, the graphics and the gameplay. Uh, They're just better games, more tight. The story in one is really good, but the game is pretty janky. Uh, the only thing that's bad about three is the ending. Besides that, I think I like three better than two. Shut up, Your turn. Uh, mine is... And I guess I'll combine them because... Because mm-hmm. we're doing that. We're doing that. 
Uh, Super Smash Bros. for the Wii U. And 3DS? And 3DS version as well. Um, I went to a midnight launch to get these. I have the Super Smash Bros. title belt that you get at launch. I got the edition that came with the uh, controller and the... Um, I get the GameCube adapter. I have two of them, so I can play eight-player Smash if I want with everyone on GameCube controllers. I have almost all of the Smash Bros. series Amiibo, other than Meta Knight. If anyone has Meta Knight sealed in the Canadian package, uh, let me know. <laughs> I will buy it. <laughs> um, I love this game. Um, the downloadable content that they added was fantastic. They put the pirate ship back in it from Wind Waker. I love this game. Did you not? Did you feel it start starting to get away from its roots too much, away from Nintendo too much with Ryu and Bayonetta and Cloud? And I, I really liked it when it was just Nintendo characters and Sonic. Sonic has to be there, but like, it, like I don't love all to, these guest characters to an extent. Um, but I think they're doing what they're doing with the guest characters is nice because they're optional, right? You don't have to have to have them. I guess. Um, uh, yeah, Sonic has to be there, 100%. Uh, I love that they have different versions of Link. I love that, for the most part, they bring most of the characters back. They have cut a few throughout the years. Mm. Ice Climbers will be back in the next one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... They, they were only cut because of the 3DS version. Yes. Um, I think that the variety of levels is great. The variety of characters and how they play is great. Do you play with items on or off? I play with items on. Yay, that's the way to do it. It's um, a party game, people. It's not a fighting game. <laughs> I take some of the items off. Some of them are just annoying. Some of them are annoying, uh, but for the most part, almost all the items are on. I try to get as many of the figurines as possible. I love this game. When the next one gets announced and comes out, I will midnight launch it, beyond the shadow of a doubt. Um, and the 3DS version is great. Um, I was one of the lucky few people that got the like the good demo version of it early. Um, I was hooked. I, we bought two copies of it, so my wife and I play it when we're on trips. Uh, if we're just sitting in bed watching TV, we play it. I love these games. Yes, I love Smash Brothers too, and it it was considered for my list. It didn't make it, but the Smash Brothers I I liked the best was Brawl, simply because of the subspace emissary story mode. Oh my god, the <laughs> subspace emissary in that when. Uh, Diddy Kong when he drags Fox away mm-hmm. and then he does the same thing when they find Falco <laughs> oh my god the cutscenes were great yeah. that one cutscene sold that game for me and I like I liked being able to like it it played kind of janky and stuff but I liked just being able to platform and side scroll with these characters yep like everybody seems to hate on Subspace Emissary but I really liked it you done? Um, do my next I... one? Yeah, I think I'm done. I just, I can't count how much money I've given Nintendo from that game. <laughs> I bought all the DLC, all the Amiibo, I mean. <laughs> I was one of those crazy Amiibo people when it first started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you, no longer? You, oh, I still am to an extent, mm. but... Yeah, Nintendo's getting a little cash-grabby with it. Yeah. Um... My number 10 is Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 3, <laughs> also known as Sparking Neo 3, I think, in Japan. Um, that's just like the all-time greatest uh, Dragon Ball simulator game. 
Uh, most people prefer the one-on-one fighting games for Dragon Ball, but that's not how they fight in that show. So I want one that's full roaming, full 3D movement. And this one was the best for that. It had so many characters. It had like 150 characters or something. And that's PS2, is it? It was on PS2 and it also came to Wii, the original Wii. Um, that's really up there in price too, isn't it? I had it and then I gave it to somebody or sold it. To, I sold it to somebody, but because I didn't have a Wii anymore. But um, yeah, it's it's just uh, ultimate uh, Dragon Ball wish fulfillment. You just so many what if matches and stuff, and uh, it's well, great. Let's back up. It, it's one of your favorite games of all time, but you sold it. I didn't have my Wii anymore. I didn't want to keep my Wii for one game. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> foolish, man. I never used my Wii. <laughs> It's a Wii. <laughs> I still have mine hooked up. I I was one of the people that was on there the last day mm-hmm. buying games. It shut down at 5 o'clock p.m. Atlantic Standard Time, and I bought games that morning I bought, because I bought stuff that you can't get anymore. I got the uh, Bomberman game, because you can play eight players on it. Mm-hmm. You can do three or four GameCube controllers, four Wii remotes. I bought. I already had Castlevania or Contra Rebirth. I bought Castlevania Rebirth, and I bought um, Blaster Master Overdrive. Mm. And I should have bought Rondo of Blood. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't. I got it on my Vita. <laughs> All right, what's your next one? Uh, my next one is Mario Kart Eight for the Nintendo Wii. Now, there is a superior version of this now, I guess, on the... Switch. Switch. Um, I have played it multiple times. My, my buddy Jason has it. They put something very interesting in it. I, I was playing it, and I was on the Yoshi uh, course, mm-hmm. and the part with the planters where their chicane turns, using a Formula One reference there. Mm-hmm. And I tried to take a shortcut, and it wouldn't let me. Why? Because there's an auto control for kids on it, so it won't let you get too far off the course. But you can turn that off. Yeah. So the Switch version, I guess, would be the better one. And well, it restored the battle mode, right? It has a battle mode. The courses are too big. In the battle mode, there's one Super Nintendo-esque one where it's kind of block sectioned off into quadrants. That one I think is my favorite. Uh, But this game. It went beyond Mario. It has Zell Link in it. I didn't like that. Again, keep it just Mario. And just like keep Smash Brothers, just Nintendo. Oh I'm like, Link does, Link does not fit in Mario Kart. He, he fits in it great. No, he doesn't. <laughs> when you do your little trick, he's like, hi, hi, hi. <laughs> it's fantastic. Just spike the mic there for anyone listening. Um, it's, it's a great game. The racing is solid. It doesn't have ridiculous rubber banding like the Wii version did. Mm. Um, the Wii version, I've only played the Wii version a few times. I really went from Double Dash uh, right into the Mario Kart 8. Um, it's a really good game. Again, the Switch version puts in the uh, battle mode, a good battle mode. The, the Wii U one does have it, but it's just on racetracks, which is incredibly dumb. Mm-hmm. It the graphics on it are great. The racing is fun. The Switch version added a few new drivers. It added a few new items. It gives you the ability to hold two items at once, which is clutch. Um, it has the auto steering thing. It has tilt controls 
Um, I think the Wii U one had, yeah, the Wii U one had tilt controls as well, and it has that, it has some spood beast, speed boost thing too, if you're losing, you can kind of rubber band it, I think. What is a spood beast? Spood beast. <laughs> a spood beast. <laughs> Lurks in the dark. Fatal frame too. No. <laughs> um, it's, I love the game, it's, the online component for the Wii U is still great, my wife and I play it all the time, uh, you can customize the carts, I just learned on the, like, we're recording this on a Wednesday, I learned on Saturday that getting the coins in that game gives you speed. It gives you a little speed boost, but it also maximizes your speed for the rest of the race. Um, the more coins you have out of the ten that you can get. <laughs> I did not know that. That's so. a holdover from the original Mario Kart. So I'm going to be replaying it through that Trying and going from there. Yep. <laughs> all around fantastic game. I put quite a few, uh, I think I'm over 200 hours into it. Did you um, did you hear that uh, story um, about the uh, the kid who uh, whose dad left him a ghost yes. to race in Mario Kart sixty four? I think it wasn't in Mario Kart sixty four. It was in uh, um, one of the Mario Karts. It wasn't Mario Kart. Oh, it was. Um, well, there was a Mario Kart one. Where that is happened, there? I think. Yeah. Um, and he would always like try to race his dad's ghost after his dad had died <laughs> on like the time attack or whatever, and then he would always make sure not to beat it so it doesn't get erased. <laughs> yeah, that's. Cool. I saw it on Alpha Omega Sin on YouTube. Hmm. Um, did a video on it, and the, he mentioned the kid would if he beat it, he would stop at the finish line to let the ghost pass him. Yeah, but I don't think it was Mario Kart. But it, yeah, that's it's like a permanent way to kind of yeah keep keep somebody's uh, thoughts and actions around because like you know they're thinking what to do here on this turn and stuff and, yeah mm. uh, what's next up on yours uh, my number nine is ultra street fighter 4 which just the entire street fighter 4 series i guess um i played many many street fighter games over the years and i love all of them but that's probably the one i spent the most time on it's probably the game i spent the most time on out of any game I'd say I'm like 2,000 hours in can, Street Fighter 4. Can I interrupt for a second? Yeah. You said you love all of them? Yeah. What about Street Fighter the movie, the game? I never actually played it. <laughs> uh, you're probably... I haven't played it either. Apparently the Sega CD version of that isn't isn't half bad. Hmm. Um, Do you have any Sega CD games on your list? No, I never had a Sega CD. <laughs> oh. Huh. Interesting. Um, Foreshadowing, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, just uh, Street Fighter 4, uh, solid Street Fighter game. Um, I don't like the aesthetics of it that much. I never did. They're kind of wonky. like 2.5D cartoony. Yeah, but there's like the grotesqueness to all the characters that I don't like, but I still played the, sh- the shit out of that, and it like it put me into the local fighting game scene here. Uh, that you know, I've made friends with, and we used to go for tournaments in PEI and Halifax, and they'd come here and all that. It's still going on. I just, I'm not a big part of the fighting game scene in the Maritimes anymore, but that's how I got into it through uh, Street Fighter. What 4. console were you playing it on primarily? Originally, it was on 360. I do have it on PS4 now. I have the 3DS version of it. Oh, I haven't yeah. played it a whole lot. Yeah, you don't have all the buttons, really. I'm. That's the game. What that, if I Circle Pad Pro it? <laughs> that's the game that also made me buy a learn how to play on a arcade stick. So that's how much I get into that game. Your turn. Uh, my next one. This is a game, and I don't know. It's kind of, looking back at how I made the list. I should have probably had both of these in here, and I was deciding between which one to go with. 
So I'm going to combine them. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog for the Sega Genesis and Sonic CD for the uh, Sega CD. I cannot put Sonic the Hedgehog on my best list of anything, the first game, because there's no spin dash. Therefore, you can't go fast. <laughs> go faster, 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 Sonic X. <laughs> uh, um, I love the original Sonic the Hedgehog game. It's fantastic. I know you can't spin dash in it. It does make it a bit more of a platformer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the spin dash was possibly one of the worst things to happen in video games. No! Yes. <laughs> because what happens when any Sonic game gets released? It's too slow. The spin dash eliminated a lot of the expectation of platforming in that game and more ripping through courses. Mm-hmm. Um that's why I really like Sonic 1. Ugh, there's just nothing worse than like when Sonic's walking up to like a, a slight incline you don't, you of a don't, hill you and, don't he, do and he it. can't you do it and he do falls it. back you, down. You don't do it. You don't do it. <laughs> um, and then I played Sonic CD first on the Sonic Gems collection on the GameCube, and I fell in love. Mm. I love that game. Yeah, it's supposed to be good. I have the PC version of it, and I downloaded it on uh, PlayStation 3 as well. Um, I, I'm i a big fan of the Sonic the Hedgehog series. And about a week ago, I got thinking of, on IGN, Brian Altano. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was Brian Altano when he talked about how many times he's bought the original Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. And I'm looking at how many times I've bought Sonic the Hedgehog. I have it in... I actually don't... It's kind of like my Shenmue collection. I don't have the original version. <laughs> um, but I have it as part of the Sega six-pack on the Genesis... I have it as part of the Sega Smash Pack on the Dreamcast. I have it as part of the different Sega Smash Pack for PC. I have it on the Sonic the Hedgehog collection on the DS. I have it as part of the Sonic Mega collection on the GameCube. Part of the Sonic Mega collection plus on the Xbox. Um, I have it on the um, Sega Sonic's the Genesis or the Genesis collection on the PS2. I have it on the Sega Genesis collection on the PS3, and I'm going to have it on the the new Sonic collection that came or Sega Genesis collection that was announced for the PS4 and Xbox One. But do you have it on your mobile phone? I, I actually I think I did at one point in time. <laughs> uh, don't just don't. <laughs> I know there's a version I'm missing as well. Oh no! It's <laughs> it's unlockable in Sonic Generations, uh-huh. and I have it on that as well. And uh, I think there's one more version on the PS2 <laughs> that's escaping me, maybe. But I have a lot of it. That's too much Sonic. <laughs> oh, I, I have it on the Genesis collection on the PSP as well. <laughs> um, and they the one of the worst ports of all time when they put it on the Game Boy Advance. My God, that's an abomination. It is so bad. It is so, so, so bad. Sonic Advance was good, though. Sonic Advance 1, 2, and 3 are fantastic games, mm-hmm. as long with Sonic Rush, Sonic Rush Adventure, minus the adventure parts, <laughs> and Sonic Colors on the DS. Mm-hmm. Uh, those games are fantastic. And Sonic Generations on the 3DS is really good as well. And on the, the console version is great as well. I completely forgot about Sonic when I was making my list. <laughs> Uh, there's a strong possibility Sonic 2 would have been on this list if I had remembered that I had played that series. <laughs> you know, that was I played that Sonic 2 like exclusively for months on end when I got my Dreamcast. I mean, my uh, Genesis. Were you a Genesis or SNES kid? Genesis. Yeah, yeah. It does what Nintendo. Exactly. Um, 
My number eight is Super Mario Kart 64. Um, I'm sure there's better Super Mario Karts technically, but this is the one I spent the most time on, so it's the most nostalgic for me. Um, it like probably was the that along with Mario 64, probably the reason I bought an N64. But uh, Mario Kart 64 is probably the only one, the only game on that system I'd still play today. Um, <laughs> well, that's an outrageous, outlandish <laughs> statement. I mean, I've played them to death, right? Like, I don't really have a need to go back and play that Mario 64 again. That le- statement legitimately makes me mad. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you'll understand when you see you never get You never get your fill of, of a game? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog on the Game Boy Advance. Garbage. Gar- hot garbage. No, I mean, a game you like, you never, like, get your fill of it, and then you're like, I love that game. I'll never play it again, but I love that game. <laughs> there are games that have happened, but I would go back and play I guess them. I'm just too... Graphics-oriented? Not graphics-oriented. oriented No. I'm Bad mo- person in general? No, I just... <laughs> I just... I'm always excited for the next thing. I, I'm like, that looks cool. I'm like... Can't wait for that, you know. I don't, I'm not. I very rarely go back, despite loving those things. They had their time. <laughs> I'll play a remaster. You're crushing my soul. <laughs> I just like all my gaming to be done on one console, basically. I don't like to hook up things and go back. Well, we are the exact opposite. Matt's, <laughs> Matt's embracing this digital age. He wants everything on one console. You look at my house. I have everything except for an Xbox One. Um, I, I I am like a thousand games, and Matt has everything digital. Loves the digital. Loves oh, the download. So great! Just sit down on the couch, and like browse through. I'm like so many games. What do I play? All in one spot. You're the type of person that hated going to Blockbuster too, aren't you? And you're just all about Netflix. <laughs> no, I love. Oh, now yeah, <laughs> I loved Blockbuster. Before. All right, that was your number eight. Uh, my number eight. And I think this might be on Matt's list later. Jack Ride Radio! It's not on my list. Oh, I hate you. I love that game. Oh my god, we're not both going to survive this episode. <laughs> um, I love fact, that game, but I, when I played it again recently... On PS3? And on Vita, I was like, god damn, these controls are bad. <laughs> and I think they improved the controls on they that. They did. <laughs> yeah, it can get frustrating, but... My god, I love that game. I love the style and the aesthetic and everything else besides the controls, which is actually integral to playing the game. <laughs> god. Uh, um, I, I love the game. I saw the look of it, and I didn't have a clue what it was. Mm. I just knew there was this game called Jet Grind Radio, and I was like, those are three cool words together. <laughs> I knew it was cel-shaded and looked badass. Mm-hmm. And then I saw it at a microplay, when microplay was in Brunswick Square here in St. John, New Brunswick. Yeah. And I bought it, and I was so excited, and I took the bus home, and I played it, and I'm like, what in the world is this? <laughs> And then I played it more and more and more, and like this was the age before, you know, Let's Plays and stuff, and I unlocked most of the stuff in that game, mm-hmm. like the time trials and stuff, or not time trials, but like doing it in certain, at jet speed, mm-hmm. or like whatever speeds there were. Um, I practiced, and I really, really dug that game, and uh, I want more of it. Jet Set Radio Future was, it was good. The, Jet- one, the one thing I loved about Future over the original is that they removed time limits. I hate time limits in any game. I just it ruins my enjoy, like my ability to enjoy something knowing that it's a countdown. 
and I, I'm, they're going to force stop me when when they want to force stop me, not when I'm done playing. <laughs> That's part of it. Makes it frantic. It's supposed to make you feel things, Matt. Um, Yeah, and it got re-released on the PS3 and Vita, um, which was, when that happened, everyone was like, oh, Shenmue's got to be next, and we're another whole console generation now. Well, maybe if more of you folks out there had bought that remaster, we'd have Shenmue by now, because it sold like shit. These kids don't even know what the Jet Grind radio is. (laughs) What about Jet Set Radio? Yeah. I haven't played the Game Boy Advance port. I want to find it somewhere. It's oh, getting yeah, pretty expensive. That. Isn't that like a top-down one? Yeah, it's top-down isometric. But it, uh, I think it may have been based off the Game Game Boy Advance, like Tony Hawk games or something. <laughs> it's like very similar. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, visually, it had the the same kind of feel to it, I guess. Isometric, maybe or something. Um, yeah, if you haven't played Jet Grind Radio or Jet Set Radio, depending on what part of the world you're in. Do yourself a favor and, and, and get it. Um, you won't be disappointed. And again, it's available on Vita and PS3 as well. But um, be a man and or woman and uh, get the Dreamcast version. Be an adult. <laughs> Boop, do, do, boop. Um, What's your seven? Seven is... Um, there's lots of games in this series that I love, but I had to go with two and three, and that's Mega Man 2 and 3. Um, these are the oldest games on my list, like... You know, I played tons of games in the NES and the Super NES and Genesis era, but um, not many of them made my list. It's just, yeah, I played them a lot, yeah, I enjoyed them, but I didn't have disposable income at that time, so I bought, like, one game um, a month, or not even that, a few games a year, and there was no way to, like, look them up beforehand, so what I had... I tried to enjoy. Sometimes it was easy to enjoy, sometimes it wasn't. But they weren't the best games of all time, despite me having great memories of them. But Mega Man 2 and 3, I think, can stand on a best of all time list. Um, I'm sure you've played all the Mega Man games. Haven't played any. <laughs> are you kidding? Staring daggers. Are you, Staring are daggers. Are you kidding me? No, I do have the Mega Man collection for the... Uh, GameCube, and I think I have the Xbox or PS2 versions. Yeah. Um, and by having not played them as young uh, when I was younger, mm-hmm. I am completely immune or unaware of the difference. Apparently, when they ported them to the PS2, Xbox, and GameCube, they switched the jump and shoot buttons. Oh. <laughs> um, which, when you look at reviews of it, that is everyone's hangout. <laughs> I have them from any time reading like top lists of anything. Mega Man 2 and Mega Man 3 seem to be the ones that, that get the love. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love 4 a lot, but yeah, 2 and 3. I I have... So you have played them, or was that a I, joke? No, I have not played them. <clears throat> I just punched Andrew oh, in the face. My teeth. <laughs> um, Go play them tonight. I will play them at some point in time again. I have... I have, a, like, almost a thousand games, mm-hmm. and tons of them are compilations. Yeah. I'm all about those compilations. I pick them up whenever I see them. And then you never play them. <laughs> and then, yeah. Back catalog is just... <laughs> I could not buy another video game till I die and still not get through it. I mean, yeah, it's... <laughs> well, it's a great series, platforming at its best, and, uh, yeah, great music. Your turn. My next one is my number seven... WWF No Mercy for the Nintendo 64, the pinnacle of wrestling games in North America uh, because THQ did release their... 
It was the there was four THQ wrestling games for the N64 released mm. here. We had WCW NWO versus the World, um, WCW NWO Revenge, WrestleMania 2000, and WWF No Mercy. Um, WWF No Mercy is the best of by far of them. It introduced the ladder match. You could break tables in it. Um, it has a terrible game-breaking glitch that erases all of your progress, <laughs> uh, which is incredibly frustrating. Um, and this was prior to anything being patchable. Um, apparently, they did patch it and re-release the cartridges. Um, the one I have, I thought it was one of the fixed ones. I went through the career mode and... Mwah, 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 gone. The creator wrestler in it is fantastic. Um, I absolutely love that game. They did release two other ones in um, Japan. Uh, I have both of them. I kind of have a collection of wrestling games. Um, and they are both, they all control the same. The Japanese one adds like shoot fighting and some mixed martial arts elements. Um, and it has some Japanese wrestlers, like at the time, like Vader and stuff like that. Uh, people often consider the second Japanese one the best of the, of the bunch. Is that the um, last game chronologically? I don't think it is. I think it actually, No Mercy is the last one chronologically. Huh. But it is just playing it with my cousin Brian when we were younger, making ridiculous characters, but then making serious ones as well, and just having match after match after match, ladder matches, tag team, like ladder matches, false count anywhere. So you can go backstage in it. Hmm. It was just so damn good. And when you look at top 10 wrestling games of all time or top list wrestling games, people are in. Three, well, two camps. They're in either No Mercy slash THQ games or uh, Here Comes the Pain. <laughs> uh, the one with Brock Lesnar on the cover for the PS2. Um, that's And some people might say Fire Pro. But it's it's such a, such a good game. Simple, simple controls. Simple, simple controls that are very intuitive. You can pick up and you can learn it really quick. And that's it. Wasn't like WWF Attitude where one suplex is up, down, left, right, BA, BA, start, whole Konami code just to put, you know, <laughs> someone kick someone in the shins. It was ridiculous. They simplified it and perfected it. Hmm. Um, and that's why it's my number seven. I played one of those N64 wrestling games. I can't remember which one it was, but I had lots of fun. Four players. I mean, that's the other thing, it being on the N64, having out-of-the-box four-player capability. Mwah! Yeah. Um, number six, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, the series. So, one and two. Um, it's basically Mass Effect. It's pro- proto-Mass Effect, basically. It's, you know, they Mass Effect was made on the backs of what they did here, but this has the Star Wars license, which I care about more than the Mass Effect world. Um, but it was in the Old Republic, which takes place thousands of years before the movies, so they could do pretty much anything they wanted. Um, just uh, And the plot twist in that first game was was crazy. Um, that was the game where you could pick good or evil, right? Yeah. Yep. And you picked... Evil. Of course. Yep. Jaywalking. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just a great game. Um, I haven't played it in a long time. I mean, I, if I wanted to, I could get it on my phone right now. But <laughs> it, that's how we've come far enough in technology. We can have Xbox games on our phone. Do you support mobile games? With money? No. <laughs> good. <laughs> Anything else about that one? No. Uh, my next one is probably the oldest on my list. Uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 for the NES. Uh, Raccoon Tail. Tanuki Suit. The Boot. 
Um, finding whistles. <laughs> Secrets galore. Mm-hmm. The big world, or giant land, or whatever it was called. How awesome was that the first time you you, you saw that? You know, I barely ever played that world, because the when I first picked up the game, somehow I already knew about all the whistles, and I always seemed to skip over it. <laughs> Just because of a whistle. Level 5, where you go through the map, and then you go up into the cloud map. Mm. Um, frog suit. Uh, anyone that plays through the game, uh, save the frog suits for the final level when you're going through the airship level. It makes mm. it easier to jump between them. Um, that's a little 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 tip for you there. Pro tip. Um, that game, it just so nostalgic for me. Um, playing it, uh, I could play the first swimming level without seeing the television, <laughs> um, just by hearing it. Playing it with my neighbors, Katie and Joanna, my sister, my cousin Brian, all the lineage, you know, trying to get three of a kind at the end. Um, pick a box. This flipping the spades. Get the original Mario Brothers minigame when you and Luigi both land on a stage. Yup, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, I didn't know about that till I was at my uh, my cousin Brian's cousin Matthew's house. I was like, what are you guys playing? And they're like, oh, it's Mario 3. And I'm like, what? <laughs> didn't have a clue. Um, coin ship. The coin ship. <laughs> Unlocking that. Level 1. Have your coins as a multiple of 11. If you have... 33 coins, make sure the second last number in your points is a 3. And then make sure you hit the box at the end on an even number that is not 0. And you will unlock the coin ship. (laughs) There's just so many great secrets to that game. Yeah. And they put them early enough on, so if you want to skip it, you can. You can go to the end if you have a couple whistles. Just brilliant, brilliant, brilliant platforming. Now, uh, I like that series, too. Uh, it's not on my list. If any Mario Brothers for the NES was going to get on my list, it'd probably be 2. What did you think of 2? Did you like it? Uh, Doki Doki Panic's not a bad game. I like it. Um, I liked it, too. I think... No, we, we had... We had two before... Did we have two before we had three? I can't remember when, we were, when I was younger, but... Uh, I had all of them, and two was too weird for me. I liked it. It was weird and creepy, and it had this like sinister vibe. Or like it did <laughs> something that I thought was really cool with two was picking up enemies and throwing them at other enemies. That was awesome. <laughs> um, have you ever played the real Mario two? You mean Doki Doki Panic? No. Oh, the Japanese lost, yeah, levels? lost levels. Yeah, I have. I have Super Mario All Stars. Yeah. But have you ever played it? Not the All Stars version. Oh no. I have it downloaded on my Wii. And that game is hard. That's why we didn't get it. And they thought these stupid North American kids would be like, Duh, I can't beat it. <laughs> so we get Doki Doki Panic. But it is hard. And Mario and Luigi are different in that game, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, Luigi um, can jump a bit further, but he's slippery. So they carried that on into all the other games after that, yeah. inc- including U.S. Mario 2. But, yeah, Mario 3, fantastic. Did they... So I know some stuff has carried on from Mario 2, like Shy Guys. Um, has Wart ever been in anything else? I don't think he has. What about the Mouse Guy? Mouser? I don't think Mouser has been either. That's a shame. They make great Mario Kart characters. Oh, yeah. Or, sorry, I meant Smash Brothers, but Mario Kart 2. <laughs> um, it's strange they would take Shy Guy from that, and I think the little Ninja Starman they have too, but um, and not anything else. And Birdo's been in stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Phantos Key. 
Yeah. Uh, if you want to have a laugh, look up uh, Batman Steals Phantom's Key. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen it? Oh, is that the one where they... <laughs> it's a terrible day to get rid of a bomb. <laughs> yeah, that thing, yeah. <laughs> um, number... Number five. five. For me, um, it's probably my most played Dreamcast game. Yes, over Shenmue. Um, Fantasy Star Online. Um, I'll say Blue Burst for the PC just because it's the best version of that game, but I played it the most on the original Dreamcast. So that's where my memories lie, but if you gave me a choice, I'd play Blue Burst on my PC uh, for all the extra content and better graphics. Um, but uh, did you play that at all? I, I think I've asked you this before. I, I owned one or two versions of it. I never played it online. I just kind of messed around with it. It's Never played it serious. It was a little too weird for me. It's not worth playing by yourself. Um, and that's why I loved it. It was my first like online experience, really. Dial-up 56k modem. Worked fine. <laughs> Rare, rarely any lag, for me at least, uh, on my 56k modem. Um I would just stay up at night after everyone was in bed so I wouldn't be tying up the phone. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I would just play that. Like it was, it was at a time in my life where I just graduated high school and I was waiting to go to college and I had a, a job um, pumping gas for about 10 months. And during that 10 months, I just played Fantasy Star Online um, every day for hours and hours and made lots of friends and the gameplay itself is really sim- simplistic but it's really satisfying and uh, I love the music in that game and uh, the worlds I never really played any Fantasy Star games proper uh, like the originals but Fantasy Star Online that's the number one game I would want them to if I besides Shenmue if somebody said you get to remaster one game Fantasy Star Online would be it on my PS4. Oh, that'd be so great. <laughs> Your turn. Um, I'll introduce this by saying two words. No odd job. <laughs> Goldeneye for the Nintendo 64. Four-player multiplayer. Remote mines in the, in the stack. License to Kill Pistols Facility, it doesn't get better. Slappers only. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, doing the paintbrush cheat, picking up the sniper rifle and then hitting the button and not hitting anything else, each paintbrush. The single-player mode, I absolutely loved it. I remember as a kid, again, pre-internet days, unlocking all of the cheats, and the last one I had to do was the damn facility on 007 Agent, the hardest level. And you had to do it in two minutes and five seconds. But the problem with it is, finding Dr. Doke was random. <laughs> so you could have the best run possible. And then you go and he's not there. And you just have to hit the freaking pause button, exit, and restart it. <laughs> Playing that four players with my buddies, like back in the day, Eric, Keith, and Mike. Oh my god, it was so, so good. Playing Eric with my who? cousin, Eric Merzetti. Okay. Um, I played it with my, my friend Eric Fox a lot. <laughs> it was such a good game. Um, and you could, there were so many different weapons rocket launchers, pistols, power weapons, um, automatics, knives. Um, then playing it and trying to unlock the. I did the one for the second time you play through the bunker Mm -hmm. and I remember that and just running through and blasting people and then in university I was trying to beat it on the hardest level 
to unlock everything, and I watched a Let's Play, and all you do is use the knives. <laughs> you just go in, you knife people, wait till they come by a door, open the door, knife them, pick up the knife, move on to the next guy. It was so methodical. <laughs> There's, I absolutely love this game. Um, I had lots of memories of playing that, too, but I don't know if that's one of my favorites of all time. Oh, my God. I mean, did you play Perfect Dark and Time Splitters? I did. I bought Perfect Dark. Mm. I played it once <laughs> and absolutely hated it. And really? my cousin Brian, he's like, this doesn't look like a bad game. And I watched him play through the whole thing. Hmm. I don't have any memories of it. I did repurchase it. Um, I do have an expansion pack, and I do have the Xbox 360 version of it or whatever. Um, and I will look at it at some point in the future, but... It's got a really great multiplayer mode that I've never seen anyone else use, and I have no idea why. It was super fun. It was one person goes through the game like normal, and the other person, uh, they jump into the body of a random NPC in the level. You know about that mode? Yeah. Yeah, like, that's so ingenious. And, like, so they have the, like, the health of, like, a random NPC. Like, the player can kill them in one or two shots, but they're much more hard to kill, and they don't just, like, wait for the player to come. Or you could pretend you're an NPC and wait for the player to come and get, get the drop on them and spin around real quick and shoot them. But I don't know why no one else has done that mode. It yeah. was really good. It was... I don't know. There was something about it that just was different. And the fact that GoldenEye was a licensed product... Mm. Um, would you say it's the greatest licensed product of all time? <laughs> for, like... I'd have to think about that. Well, no, I guess... Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z and Star Wars games are, yeah. are usually pretty good. Yeah. Um, but... And playing then, Tomorrow Never Dies gets announced for the PlayStation 1 and be like, oh my god, I'll need to get a multi-tap for, like, my, my buddy will have to get a multi-tap and it just being a garbage game. Mm-hmm. And then The World Is Not Enough for the N64 did have pretty good multiplayer, but it wasn't Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had bots. Goldeneye should have had bots. Mm-hmm. So you could play it multiplayer by yourself yeah. or play two-on-two with a friend. Um, the single-player campaign, fantastic. Lots of unlockables. Button cheat code. I remember that game was out forever before people figured out that there was button cheat codes. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing it on the cover of an issue of Nintendo Power in Walmart and buying the issue immediately <laughs> and couldn't wait to get home to play it. Rumble Packs. <laughs> and, oh, so good. What's your number four? Number four is Life is Strange, the series. So, the series so far. Uh, the first game, and then Before the Storm, the prequel. Um, I've heard the prequel's fantastic. It is. It's kind of like Knights of the Old Republic 2's pre- uh, sequel game, where it's not the same company, and it doesn't have any right to be as good as it is. Uh, but it's Life is Strange, the prequel, is really, really fun. Uh, it's really... I'd say the writing is better in this prequel game, in the new one, but the gameplay is better in the first game. Um, there's time travel powers in, in the first one and uh, puzzles and stuff, and there's none of that in the newer one. The newer one's just slice-of-life kind of dramatic game. And that's part of the reason I love it is just it's... I love games that are set in a believable world, even though I love fantasy worlds too. I'm just really fascinated by something that just takes place in a, uh, a setting that appears similar to the one we live in. Um, so just living out these these uh, drama of a high school girl uh, <laughs> is not something I ever did in real life, but uh, I can relate Isn't somewhat. Isn't it though? <laughs> <laughs> I can relate somewhat. Um, and uh, just the the setting in the in Oregon where that game takes place, and um, 
the fantastic soundtrack of it, uh, just the emotional feels of <laughs> everything that happens, uh, the decisions you can make. Um, it's it's not it's the first game is like no other decision making game ever before because due to the time travel power you can make a decision rewind and then make the other decision and see what the consequences are depending on either one and somehow every single decision they even though you can see how each plays out you still uh, aren't sure somehow which one is better you're like oh that one's you know this part's better but that's still bad and then over here this part's good but that part's bad oh what do i go with but how far can you rewind back um just i think just to the last major decision i think that's a neat concept yeah because it lets you see the fork in the road and go down both and then Mm. choose one yeah yeah it's really neat i I have it the first one Mm. i find it really janky yeah it's kind of janky and I, I want to like it because you've recommended it so strongly to me mm. and I really want to like it because again it's it's a real world setting like Shenmue yeah and I do like those types of games I have to give it another try do it try it one more time and it doesn't take long to get through each episode is like two two and a half hours just do one I just did one every night basically that's how kind of my wife and I play the Telltale games yeah it's the same thing yeah alright what's your next one Streets of Rage 2 for the Sega Genesis. I considered putting that somewhere. In your Genesis? No. <laughs> um, again, playing this with my cousin Brian. Uh, this was one of the original Genesis games. So when my mom bought me my Sega Genesis for Christmas, uh, it came with Ren and Stimpy Presents Stimpy's Invention, <laughs> Streets of Rage 2, and Rocket Knight Adventures. Um, my mom knew nothing about Sega Genesis games, but man, she picked them. <laughs> uh, Streets of Rage 2, I was always Max, my cousin Brian was always Axel, and the soundtrack in that game, one of, if not the best of the 16-bit era, mm-hmm. Yuzo Koshiro, fantastic. Went on to work on Shenmue. He did. Um, the story in that game is great without having to really know the story. That first cinematic before you hit the start button gives you the feels. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it right now. <laughs> Standard beat em up white t-shirt, blue jeans hero, weapons, there's a girl, there's another guy, there's an elevator level, <laughs> it's a you know bad corporate boss, there's a robot level, there's conveyor belts, like it is formulaic but my god it is perfection so you like it better than double dragon battle toads golden axe better ninja than- turtles so um didn't play battle toads did play golden axe i'd like it more than golden axe golden axe is a great game mm. um i played a little bit of the double dragons on the nes um I recently picked up a repro of Hyperstone Heist, mm-hmm. and I have Turtles in Time as well. They're fantastic games. Turtles in Time is great. Hyperstone Heist is great. Streets of Rage 2, in my opinion, is better. I love Streets of Rage as well. Uh, all three of them. Um, but if I was going to put a beat up on my list, I, w- I was leaning towards River City Ransom. Did you play that? No. Because oh, it's really, really... Uh, fun. Um, it's got RPG elements to it, in addition to the side-scrolling beat-em-up. But the, the beat-em-up portion is just, there's more to do. There's You can have more fun with physics and stuff in River City Ransom. You can pick dudes up and throw them at other dudes. You can, like, run and kick a tire and it'll fly across the stage and hit a guy and he'll say barf and he'll drop all his change. <laughs> uh, but, uh... 
Yeah, that's what I was going to put on my list if I had put a beat em up on there. Beating Streets of Rage 2 for the first time and hearing that ending theme mm. and the cinematic of that when you're saving Skate's brother Adam. Oh, man. And competing with my cousin to see who could get more kills. Um, there was there was bosses where it was my job or his job. He was always Axel. When you face Jet at the end of level two, I got out of the way. <laughs> when you face a Babadid or whatever his name is at the bottom of the elevator in the baseball stadium, that was my fight. <laughs> uh, the guy at the end of the first uh, level, um, the kickboxer guy, the bartender, um, if you do Max's roll move, he'll keep blocking and his health just drops. <laughs> Um, the same thing with Zomza, the guy in the foggy inside green level thing at the end. You can do the same with him. Um, yeah, there was fights that were mine. There were fights that were my, my cousins. Um, we were always good at not hitting each other. I think in a co-op beat-em-up, I love friendly fire. Um, I love that it can happen. It adds more realism to it. But that game... Was it the first game or the second game where if you got to the end... The first one. You could choose. You could choose to join the bad guy and then you'd have to fight your friend to the death. (laughs) So when I was younger, I didn't have Streets Rage 3. But my mom bought me the Saga 6 pack and it had Streets Rage 1 on it. And Brian and I, my cousin, we were like, oh my god, this is... It's another Streets Rage game. We played it and the graphics weren't quite as good. Mm. There was better double team moves. I didn't like the whole special with the cop car coming up as much. Mm. The choice at the end... We always chose to, you know, go together, and mistakenly I picked the wrong one one time. <laughs> and I beat him. I beat him. And then the game ended. <laughs> and then I got the bad ending. It bad shows ending. me sitting on the throne, and I, I just felt like a king. <laughs> See, it's good being evil sometimes. It's fun. <laughs> so, this happened last night. I'm glad we can talk about this. I was talking to my cousin Brian, I was at his, at his, at his house, and I mentioned that, because we had both talked about getting PlayStation Plus so we can play A Way Out. Um, if he doesn't want to, you and I should play that together. Yeah. Um, so I might get PlayStation Plus. And we talked about that new Sonic Genesis collection that's coming out for PS4. And he asked me if Streets of Rage was on it. I said, yeah. He's like, oh, I might pick it up. He's like, you know, you can come over and play it. I said, it's online. <laughs> and the look on his face was like when we first discovered that the Saga 6-pack had Streets of Rage 1 on it. <laughs> it was childlike. It, and I was just like, we're doing this. Like, you the mean we don't have to hang out with each other? <laughs> <laughs> the decision was made there in the shed yeah. that we're playing this online together. It's not an option. I already have mine pre-ordered, like, paid for, I think. <laughs> it's... And you can play right to left as well. You can flip the game to oh, yeah. add new things. Um, Streets of Rage 2 is another game that I own quite a few times. Yeah, I own it multiple times, too. That's why I don't know if I'll buy this new collection or not. I own most of those games multiple times. Toe Jam and Earl's on it, and Gun- both of them, and Gunstar Heroes is on it, apparently. Mm. Uh, so th- I haven't played any of those. That's reason enough for me to pick it up. Mm. Can we just say how awesome Sega's doing right now? Releasing old games and nothing new. <laughs> Sonic Mega Collection Plus, or Sonic, excuse me, Sonic Mania Plus, getting a physical edition with bonus content. Yeah, They're giving cool. away the bonus content for free yeah. anyone that's already purchased the game. But it's still just this Genesis Sonic, Collect- more Sonic. This Genesis Collection old coming games. out. Um, Yakuza 2 officially getting announced. Yakuza Kiwami 2 getting announced for the West. Yakuza 6 that's cool. coming out. They're they're making strides. They're heading in the right direction. They need a new IP. <laughs> no, they don't. They need Shenmue HD. And Shenmue then. HD. And Shenmue then. HD. What's <laughs> uh, your number three? Three is um, a game originally was gonna refuse to play. My brother thought it was so cool looking. And I was just like all defiant. I was like, that nah, looks dumb. And then um, 
can't remember how I ended up getting it, but I was like, I don't really want to play it. Mel, you play it. And then she played it uh, for about five minutes, and she got scared and handed me the controller, and then I took over, and I beat the whole thing, and I loved it, and now it's on my number three. That game is Alan Wake. Have you ever played that? No. Xbox 360? Yeah, and PC. It looks... It, runs and looks way better on PC. The, the trees sway <laughs> on PC. <laughs> but like th- that's a big thing for me because one of the reasons I love this game is, again, the real-life kind of setting. It's like in the woods in the Pacific Northwest. It's very Twin Peaks-esque. It's got lots of references to Twin Peaks, actually. Um, and again, I said I don't like horror games. This one's built as a horror game. It's not scary at all. Um... These guys come at you, uh, it's nighttime, they're covered in shadows, you have to use your flashlight to get the shadow off them before you can kill them, otherwise they're invincible, uh, but it's not scary. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I just love the uh, the story's pretty good. Uh, the character of Alan Wake himself is an asshole, but that's okay, that's the way they wrote him. You don't have to like him. Um, uh, I just, uh, yeah, I love, I love uh, the atmosphere in that game. As we get higher in the list, you know, little Life is Strange, Alan Wake, and my top two, like, it's all about atmosphere for me. That's what I value most in games. <laughs> well, I know what your top two have to be, though. <laughs> well, remember, Shenmue's combined. Oh, you combined them? Yeah. Right, oh! I, remember, because I said... Uh, cop it, cop it, <laughs> I like them so close together that like I couldn't differentiate them that much I do like the first one better alright well um, my number three on my list uh, instant classic what a lot of people consider the greatest video game of all time Ocarina of Time for the Nintendo 64 my god I played this in my buddy's Eric's house when we were in middle school I was never a huge Zelda fan back then I played Link's Awakening quite a bit but that was my extent and I bought this game and the first time I ever beat this game was on Christmas morning I didn't even get it for Christmas that year I just had to be playing it and got all the feels the story in it is absolutely fantastic I think Um, all of the characters in that game matter Um, not necessarily like they matter in Shenmue where they have backstories and stuff because you know there's just a guy hopping around Kakariko Village you know the construction workers and stuff but talking to people all of the the six sages you you believe in their story you want to you want to help them because you know they want to help you you want to you know banish this evil ganon character uh, you want to save the princess the fact that you could travel time in it mm. forwards and backwards oh my god <laughs> pulling that sword out of of the the pedestal Oh man, I'm getting the feels. It's I don't know if I have a that's we we potentially could do an episode about like times games gave you feelings. <laughs> could, although it wouldn't be really Shenmue related, but that was one of the greatest feelings I've ever had playing a video game. Hmm. Pulling that sword out, um, auto jumping, Z targeting. Oh man, collecting the skulltulas getting the the fourth jar in in the field shooting the pose just fantastic fantastic racing uh oh the guy that steals the ranch what's his name (laughs) racing him to get save the ranch and get it back just fantastic fishing fishing was fun in it um i loved it yeah i played it a lot too but not on my list for some reason i don't know i don't have a lot of good memories of I mean, I do have good memories, 
but I don't want to go back to any of these N64 games, like, except for Mario Kart 64. Like, I don't know why. Star Fox 64 is one of my most played games of all time. I loved it at the time. I still love it. I have no need to play it again. Star Fox 64 gets an honorable mention. Yeah. <laughs> um, so your next game, is it Shenmue? No. Okay. Shenmue got the top spot. So, spoilers. Well, I'll just say it now. Number one is Shenmue. Number two, what you were just saying about the game giving you the feels. This game gave me the most genuine feels I ever got playing a game. Um, and that game is Persona 4 Golden. I never played a Persona game before that. Um, I've tried playing some since, and none of them have caught me as much as this one did. I don't know why, but this game takes place in a small Japanese village, modern day. You're a big city, big city boy coming to live in the, the country. Um, the characters are great. I like, yeah, it gave me the feels. I've never, I, I would play this game every night on my Vita in bed before falling asleep. And I just felt really close to these characters, and a, a game had never made me like laugh really, like when when I was supposed to laugh, like a genuine laugh, not like a stupid poo poo joke laugh. You know, it's like the characters did something endearing, and it, and they were all reacting, and it not, wasn't necessarily funny for them, but for me it was funny. Uh, it was supposed to be funny for me, and I felt the way they wanted me to feel, and I like actually shed tears at some points like it made me sad where I was supposed to be sad and not much media ever does that for me I don't understand I don't know how to con- how to convey why Persona 4 was able to do this just that the writing and the story was great um, and the again the atmosphere was great the music's great the uh, RPG battle systems pretty fun uh, yeah I don't know what do you, do you have anything on Persona I've never played a Persona game yeah it's I would say the purchase of my Vita was worth it for that one game. I have many more games on my Vita, and I love my Vita, but if I had only ever bought Persona 4 Golden, and that was the only experience I had on my Vita, I would have been fine with that. I would say Shenmue did that for me for the Dreamcast. Um, I would say Ocarina of Time did that to me for the N64. I would say um, Shenmue 2 did that for me for the Xbox, original Xbox. Mm. Um, for like if that was the only game I ever played on that console I'd have been fine Um, I would say New Super Mario Bros would have done it for me for the DS Mm. Um, for the Wii I don't know what would be I don't don't know for that one for the Wii U it would be Smash Bros or Mario Kart both of them killer apps all (laughs) so Shenmue 2 would have been my number 2 and Shenmue 1 would have been my number 1 I don't think we necessarily need to We've, get we've into those said why we like them before. Yeah. What were some honorable mentions that you had to cut? Oh, jeez. Let's see. Uh, Saints Row 2, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Battlefield 1943, uh, River City Rampage, slash Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Uh, they're both very similar. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is like total ripoff of River City Rampage. Uh, Star, Wars, Star Wars Battlefront 2, the old one, <laughs> not the new one. <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat 2009. I love how what they did with the story in that game, taking the original games and completely rewriting them, and then having you play through them again, but everything's different. Um, Skyrim in VR specifically, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, Pokemon Y, I couldn't decide on which Pokemon game, so I just put the most recent one. <laughs> um, Smash Brothers Brawl, yeah, that's 
everything I had, uh, everything I was considering, and Sonic could, Sonic Two would be on there if I had remembered. <laughs> My honorable mentions would be Star Fox sixty four, um, Mario Kart Double Dash, Mario Kart DS. Um, uh, what else would I say? Journey. Mm. Um, I've only ever played through Journey once. It was one of the most amazing video game experiences I've had. Um, the Last of Us gave me some feels. Um, oh, I meant yeah, I meant to consider that one too. Uh, Wario on the Virtual Boy. I there was something about that game as a Mario <laughs> game that I absolutely loved. Mm. Um, Sega Tennis 2K2 for the Dreamcast. That's the longest I've ever sat and played a video game. I think I played it 18 hours in a row <laughs> at one point in time. And it's it's a tennis game. A tennis game. Yeah. Um, I have Virtua Tennis as well. Virtua Tennis, I, I've purchased that within the past year. Um, it's good. 2K2 is a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what other... Streets of Rage 1, Golden Axe, um, Dungeons and Dragons, Warriors of the Eternal Sun for the Genesis. <laughs> um... Contra 4 for the DS is a fantastic game. Compilation, too. It has the first two on it. Hmm. Contra and Super C. A lot of people don't know that. I don't know. What else? There's lots of stuff. If I, if I thought Sonic about Mania. It. I would put Sonic Mania up there with the top Sonic games of all time. Yeah. I still haven't played it. Play it. It's fan. Hmm. I couldn't recommend that game enough. Sonic Adventure for the Dreamcast, too. That would... I, I put a ton of hours into that. Uh, Breath of the Wild... Um, my god huge too new for me to consider how I really am hooked on it yeah um, Superman 64 Carmageddon <laughs> uh, Car- uh, I legitimately like Carmageddon <laughs> it was on my phone <laughs> remember when I said most both of us might not make it to the end of the podcast <laughs> um, yeah so you can I think you know let us know what your favorite games are uh, we've droned on for quite some time on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we you can catch us on the social medias. We're ShenmueAim2Pod on Twitter. Uh, YouTube.com slash ShenmueAim2Podcast. We're on Facebook, group and a page. ShenmueAim2Podcast at gmail.com if you ever want to email us, you know, thoughts, concerns, complaints, threats, uh, ideas for show topics. We'd love to hear those. Mm. Um, we still have, you know, some guests that we're going to have on the show lined up. A few more episodes, and we're going to be doing this till till we get a third one, and then then some. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. All right, who's our sponsor this week? Um, our our our, our, sp- our sponsor is a legitimate business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's N- N- Nagai Industries. I love what they do. Me too. And Nagai Industries is great. And there's definitely not someone cocking a gun at us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, they definitely didn't say that we were going to hang out with Mark's brother if we didn't read this copy. I don't know what that means, Matt. Me neither. I'm sure it's fine. Bye. Bye.